Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hardman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I feel like a complete idiot because I, I guess I should apologize to everyone out there listening or watching because we are used to having our YouTube channel be nice, smooth, easy. Well, of course, YouTube, Google decides to ax the way that we used to do our signups and all this stuff. And so now we're trying to go through a third-party service. And I am seeing that there are some people. It should be connected to our YouTube channel. But before we get into all this crap, and I'm pissed off already, Dave Schofield is here. Brian Anthony Davis, they're here. It took us longer than expected. Guys, how are you doing? Let's start with Brian. How's it going? Jeff, relax. Fine. You've got Dave, got BAD here. We've got your back. Don't worry about it. On the TV right now, it's the Broncos. It's the Falcons. Preseason has started. The Steelers play in nine days. Rejoice, my friend. All right, Dave, talk me off the ledge. This is how bad I am. I didn't know there was a preseason game tonight. I've been so busy and everything. I didn't even realize that was on. So, uh, okay, sure. So you you guys have it together more than I do. Jeff, we've got people in the live chat. It is on YouTube. So here we go. We're good to go. We finally got with you guys. Let's talk about some Sealer stuff. Let's do that. And I do want to say that now that we are simulcasting live on YouTube, it looks a little different. The screen doesn't change. You know, Dave and Brian are smaller. I'm larger. That wasn't intentional. I was the first. I was the person to set it up as the host. So still, if you we have the super chat feature is still available. We can see all of this stuff um, that's going on. It's actually a little bit. I actually don't mind this look. Um, for the us hosts here with the live chat right on the screen. So, anyways, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, I just I feel so flustered. <laughs> but still, the Pittsburgh Steelers have just wrapped up their first full week of training camp. Obviously, they reported last Thursday. They've gotten through a whole week. Tomorrow night, Friday night, or if you're listening to this on Friday, obviously that is tonight, is their Friday Night Lights practice at Latrobe High School. Everyone always looks forward to that. It's a different setting, different time, uh, and they do a lot of different stuff. But let's look back in the week that was before we look at the week coming up because this is the preview after all. And Dave, what was something that stood out could be recently or just in general from the first week of training camp? Um. The camaraderie is really good. I think the intensity is really good. The, I'm sorry, I thought Al Villanueva's answer to their little first scuffle at camp was really, really good. I thought he played that quite well with the saying they were arguing about Game of Thrones, Um, which just makes it, the comments about Ben having the most fun he's had in a long time playing football. That's what you want to hear. You want your guys out there being a team, having a good time and wanting to go out there and, and perform. What about you there, Brian? What were your thoughts? Anything that stood out from the first week? Juju snuck through the back door. That's all you got to say about his mindset and his, what he is feeling right now. I want to be distressed business right now. And then when Vance McDonald comes out and says Ben Roethlisberger is on fire right now. This is the uh, this is my second camp here, but he is the most fun going on. It just feels like the new Jan Brady of Pittsburgh Steelers football. <laughs> I'm going to go a different route. Something that happened today 
Uh, and you know, because I try to take all of this training camp stuff with a giant grain of salt because you don't know, there's not really being tested. But Chris Boswell today was in put in his first live kicking, I guess, whatever you want to call it. He, it was live, live game scenario, that's what we'll call it. And he went, he was perfect six for six. I think they said he hit a 52 yarder to end the practice. Um, I thought that. I thought it was a honestly, I thought it was really good to see that he is kind of getting back on track. Cause although everyone's on Matthew Wright and all this stuff, I'll tell you what, if Chris Boswell can 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 go back to 2017, Chris Boswell, we won't even be having these discussions. But something that we talked about, I know I talked with Dave about this. Cameron Canada, the long snapper today, got injured. He hurt his groin and he has to have an MRI on it. Who is the tight end? Is it Wood? Is that his last name? Uh, Trevor Wood. Travis Wood. Who is a tight end? Oh, Trevor. Well, Trevor. Trevor, yeah. Okay, so Trevor Wood. Okay. He is a long snapper slash tight end. Boy, would that be interesting in terms of your 53 roster predictions? Because if Canada K say he cannot play, I'm sure they might bring in another long snapper, but if they feel that Wood can get the job done, now instead of three specialists, you only have two because he could also play tight end. Uh, or Yeah, because I guess you could put him as a slash player. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Injuries, speaking of injuries, I guess I should say that it's not a... The Steelers knock on wood have had a pretty healthy camp. Uh, Ryan Switzer had a quad. They said he participated today, but it wasn't a full participant. Dante Moncrief jammed a finger yesterday. He also was a partial participant. Sean Davis has been out with a dislocated finger. TJ Watt is still out with a hamstring. Johnny Holton returned from his hamstring, I believe. So it's, it's certainly interesting how, the injury situation, but compared to other teams, the Steelers are sitting fine in terms of the injury situation. Uh, was there anything else, uh, Dave, that stood out for you from this week? Uh, I, I like what guys are doing when they're given the opportunity to run with the ones. I mean, Ola Denie or Denahi or however Lance Williams is going to say it um, is getting more reps with the ones because first Chicola was out. Uh, Dupree was out today. Watts still on pup. So he's really getting some work and showing that when he's going against the twos, he's really tearing up when he's going against the ones, he's got his work cut out for him, but they're getting important work. Same, same with, uh, with, uh, Cam Kelly, Brian's guy, uh, getting some work with the safety. So it's nice to see these guys that you weren't even sure where they would have a spot with the team getting some work with that first team. So you can't say that it's just because they're playing up against lesser quality. What about you, Brian? Anything else that stood out from the week that was? The wide receivers are really uh, shining in camp, but that doesn't mean uh, corners in the secondary either. So they're both, uh, they both seem to be playing so much better and they were both question marks going into the season. So that's a bright spot. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this and I'm going to run Lance was so kind this week. And I use that term loosely. He did two, uh, podcasts this week. One. Yeah. I said it, I'm going to run that tomorrow, probably tomorrow afternoon. He's going to do his, yeah, I said it live on Saturday. Hopefully we get him all set up and ready to go. Um, but his, yeah, I said it for this week was his first one was take all this camp news with a giant grain of salt because you just, it's practice. And even Mike Tomlin has said, you know, they're still getting acclimated to everything. They're definitely, um, a it's, yeah, it's one of the situations where they're still getting a feel for everybody. So I'm not going to put too much stock in any of this stuff. I'm going to put stock into the actual preseason when it rolls around, which is next Friday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Heinz field. Everyone's going to be excited for that because hey, even watching Mason Rudolph, Joshua Dobbs and, Devlin Hodges has been having a good camp so far. It'll be fun to watch as well. Okay, let's shift gears now to the Stat Geek segment. Dave, go ahead whenever you're ready. Okay, first things first, I have a trivia question that's not exactly a stat, and that is this. This is something that Brian did several weeks ago 
um, with Steeler, different Steelers names. I don't think he asked this one. And if he did, you guys should get it. Which current Steelers' real first name is Fedarius? Fedarius? Or how would you spell F-E, that? F-E, then capital D-E-R-I-U-S. Fedarius. Go ahead, Brian. It'll Brian, I think know. he knows it. Uh, number 34, Terrell Edmonds. That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. It is Fedarius <laughs> Terrell Edmonds. I knew Brian would appreciate that. Never so... would have gotten that. Never would have gotten that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that One is simple... a play off of his dad. Gotcha. Did you know that, or was that a good guess? Oh, no, I knew that. Farrell Edmonds. Um, I think the others have some. I think... Uh, Actually, I think uh, Trey Edmonds is Farrell or Farrell Edmonds Jr. Something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So let's do this quick stat. And it's this has to go back to where I was with Brian and Tony on the hangover Monday night. Somebody asked a question that I pulled to Brian Anthony Davis, and I, I abstained from answering it. And it had to do with who was going to have a better year between two former Steelers. But I thought maybe I'll embrace that a little bit this week, but do it a little bit different with numbers. Here's your question. Who is going to have more wins in 2019? The Pittsburgh Steelers or the New York Jets and Oakland Raiders combined? Now, if you want to look at where this comes from, the Steelers last year had nine wins, the Jets had four, and the Raiders had four. So the Steelers had more wins than two of them last year. But if you look at the Vegas projections, they have the Steelers once again at nine or nine and a half, depends on where you look. The Jets are at seven and a half, and the Raiders are at six. So what do you think? More wins by the Steelers or more wins by those two teams combined? I'll take the field. And that's not to say that the Steelers are going to be bad. I just think that the Raiders are going to win some games, even though they're in a tough division. And the Jets, I think with Sam Darnold, are going to be a little bit more improved. Than, and that's a bad division outside of New England. So they should be able to win some division games. So let's say they both go 6-10. and 10, That's 12 wins. I know I predicted 13-3 and three for the Steelers, but at the same time, that's tough. So I'll take the field in this one. What do you think, Brian? I gotta go. I gotta go with a combo there, guys. Um, so I agree with Jeff. Now, if we were talking a combination of the Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals, I would pick the Steelers over them. I just think the Raiders are much improved. Um, I actually think uh, Mr. Big Chest is going to make uh, Derek Carr a Pro Bowler again. He's going to actually uh, save his job. And I think the Jets are going to be a little bit better. They're not They're not going to be uh, bottom-of-the-barrel teams this year. They're not going to be amazing, but enough to beat the Steelers' record um, if you're combining them. What do you think, Dave? Jeff, I just got to remind you, because we know you are the center of attention, which means it stays big <laughs> on you. When you roll your eyes, everybody's going to see it on YouTube. So we there just you. have to remember. Um, I think... Uh, what I definitely know that I would take if we take games wins only when those two former Steelers are playing in the, in the games, then I'm definitely taking the Steelers. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if some time is missed in New York. And I've honestly, if it ends up being where they're out of contention for the playoffs in Oakland, I could see Mr. Third and fifth just flying off the handles because he just can't handle it. So that's a big wild card. But just let's say if we just go overall, Oakland and New York versus the Steelers, I'm going to say I'll go against you guys and I'll take the Steelers. Um, I'd like to – I wouldn't be surprised if it's a push, but I'll I'll step out on the limb and I'll, I'll go Pittsburgh. Okay. Is that all for the Stat Geek That's tonight? the Stat Geek tonight. Wow. All right. Very good. Well – um, that was a good stat geek. I think that I like that kind of gambling edge to it there. You know, you throw in some odds. Speaking of odds, I talked to Dave via text earlier today, and I think I told Brian he has saw him in person recently. Crazy odds is that Juju Smith Schuster is actually favored, uh, has better odds to lead the NFL in receiving than Mr. Third and Fifth. Uh, Mr. Third and Fifth is 12 to 1, and Juju Smith Schuster is 10 to 1. Now, guys, I want to ask you, 
Do you think that is more about the player, maybe a Mr. Third and Fifth on the decline and Juju on the incline, or do you think it has more to do with the player throwing them passes? What do you think, Brian? You know, I'm surprised because I actually think uh, Mr. Big Chest is going to go ahead and have a uh, a pretty phenomenal. Nobody wants him to. I think, like I just said a couple minutes ago, I think he's going to make Derek Carr even better. Um, remember, Derek Carr a couple years ago was a Pro Bowl caliber. I believe he went to the Pro Bowl. He was a very good quarterback. If you know, with uh, uh, with number 84 that just makes him a whole heck of a lot better i focused so i really have something to do with ben roethlisberger uh so yeah i guess i'll go with that what about you dave well first of all i want a disclaimer that any quotes that you all have will go in the article that i put out about this that'll probably be out this weekend or, or sometime um when we fit it in when we're not having all this breaking news so be careful what you say, because I will quote you. So now that you know that, uh, exactly what I said said to you earlier, Jeff, when when we had um, communicated about it, I think it has so much more to do with who's throwing on the ball. And I also think it has to do with the other options around them to make the person who's throwing them the ball better. For example, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the receiver's in Pittsburgh, that it looks like there's going to be multiple options for Ben Roethlisberger this season, that he's not going to have to force the juju. You're going to have other guys working. Um, ever since they got into pads, Deontay Johnson has just been going up and up, and his footwork is great, and all these other Who? reports you hear from him. Who? Who's that, Dave? Who? My 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 favorite draft pick. <laughs> They, he's, yeah. You don't understand. They he's just. been getting in the touchdown zone. All, mm. all camp, he's been getting in the touchdown zone. He has been getting in the <laughs> touchdown zone a lot. So the, it's, 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 it's exciting. Here's the thing that I also find interesting. I know this is a side note. Ever since the pads went on, the offense has won seven shots every day. The yep. defense won it without pads, but the offense has won it with pads. You would generally think that would be the other way around, that the defense would have the advantage with pads. But um, they got, they've got options. They, they've, they've really got options to throw to. And with Ben having more options, that's going to allow, hopefully not as focus and coverage on Juju, which means that Mr. Third and fifth, if they don't have a lot going on out there on the West coast, that, uh, they could just throw so many people at him because they, they, he showed, he showed himself that you can get in his head. That's the biggest thing that I factor that he's got to go with now is that teams know they can get in his head. So can they do it or not? Okay. Uh, so let's go to our next, which is kind of the headline of this or the title of this episode is deciphering fact from fiction uh, in regards to the upcoming week, uh, the week that was um, a lot of that stuff. And this is an article that Brian Anthony Davis typically does for our show um, for our, not just our show, but also for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And so I asked him on short notice, I said, hey, let's do some fact or fiction tonight. Let's just see what people in the live chat have to think about it. And we already do have some people giving some money in the live chat. If you don't know what that is, uh, like, for instance, uh, I think it was Dave mispronounced the name. So Felicia threw a dollar in the tip jar because it was a mispronunciation. Uh, we had a question from Leo for $2 in the tip jar. We'll answer that towards the end of the show. I don't, I won't forget about it. Um, <laughs> and then Isaac throws $20 in the tip jar and says, here's 20 bucks. Kick Brian off for the comments about Mr. Third and fifth going to have a better season. <laughs> I'm not going to kick him off the show, but you're, you feel free to Good use night, Brian. <laughs> Wait, we need your fact and fiction. Hey, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can utilize that super chat feature by when it says chat publicly with BTSE Steelers Radio. On the right, there's a little dollar sign. You can click that dollar sign, donate any amount of money you want to the program. It goes straight to the program. You don't have to use it, but you can, because if you do, we guarantee to answer that question. So, uh, Brian, are you ready? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I am my friend. So let's okay, get... let's go ahead and go. Okay, let's kick this off with uh, Alejandro Villanueva, his little scuffle, including fisticuffs, versus Cam Hayward in camp. This will ultimately be disruptive fact or fiction. Fiction, big time fiction. Uh, it's a physical game. It's a physical game, and and guys are going at it, and it's hot. And I feel like they're at that point now where they're sick and tired of going and hitting each other. They're sick of hitting each other. So uh, this typically happens. We saw it with Mister Third and Fifth against like Taylor in the past. We saw it with uh, Mister Third and Fifth with Artie Burns in the past. We saw it with Ryan Clark and a few other receivers in the past. Um, it happens, and I don't think it ever disrupts the team. It would have to be really, really bad. Uh, Dave, what do you think? When you get in the trenches, you're always going to have a little bit of that. Even, I mean, I was telling my wife today, you could be best friends, and if you're going to go up against each other, I mean, that could be my brother that I'm going out there against. And if we get going, eventually we're going to we're we're we're, we're going to have it out. I mean. My brother and I used to do that during wiffle ball games, let alone playing football, a physical game. So that, it's just one of those things that's going to happen. So th- it means nothing. Like I said earlier, Al played it off perfectly. I loved his comments about it. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing at all. If anything, it'll be a, a more positive thing. What about you, Brian? Ah, this is nothing. Um, just wanted to throw it out there. Jeff, I have to throw one in. You mentioned all the scuffles that uh, Mr. Third and Fifth had. You forgot to mention with a couch. Um, that was a big one. <laughs> he threw other stuff beside the couch, too. I and the water it. cooler on the yeah. sidelines against yeah. Baltimore. <laughs> that was a big scuffle. <laughs> so, I mean, I... <laughs> Let's uh, go ahead to our general manager. Kevin Colbert's one-year-at-a-time contract status is a bigger deal than most people think. Is that fact or fiction? I think that is absolutely fact because, like I said with Lance Williams on our Standard is a Standard show, show me someone that doesn't want job security, and I'll show you a liar. And he he said it was just like saying to your wife that your full-time job we're just going to take it month by month. You know, we'll see how that goes. You see what your wife says. She probably won't be too happy with you. Um, although I get what he's saying, I feel like the Steelers, with both Tomlin's one-year extension and with this news about Colbert, they're at their tipping point. I feel like they're at the point now where it's, okay, something's got to give. I mean, we got to start winning some big-time games, not just regular season games. And if not, some changes might happen. I think this is a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. What do you think, Dave? Okay, you said fact, right? I want to make sure I heard the it, question it, in the right I, way. I, well, I thought I heard it correctly. I, yes, the, no, I'm, that's what I thought. You are right. That's why I'm going fiction. I don't think this is a big of a deal. How old is Kevin Colbert? What, what age is he? I don't know. 62, I think. Okay, I mean, Jeff's like, I don't know about that. I'm not sure. (laughs) I have no problem with someone saying saying year to year, but here's the thing that people might not understand. When he's saying year to year, does that mean that he's going? He's got two years left. Does that mean he's going to play both play out both years before he decides again, or is he going to come back where next year, when he's got one year left, that he'll then decide if he wants to add one more after that? We still don't know. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal for right now. And I really have no problem with saying, hey, I don't want to get locked into a, to a long-term thing that uh, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Now, I mean, I understand Jeff's analogy, but I, I know plenty of people that, uh, that, that they go on one-year contracts for their job all the time. And it's not that, the, and they know that that's what it's going to be and they have no problem with it. 
So that's where that's how some people live, and that's not how other people live. So I'm going to say I don't think it's that big of a deal yet, but let's see how it is next offseason. All right, Brian, you're the uh, the deciding vote here. What are you going? Well, let me throw out a different fact first before I do that. Fact: Brian is always right. Fact: He is 62 years old. Touchdown zone. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> all. You know, Dave, all due respect, this is a huge deal because if he would go ahead and retire with a five years to go as a general manager, he can't penalty for contracting decides, hey, I'm done off with three years left on contract. He can't. Bill Cowher did that. Bill Cowher had years left on his contract. Retire. It wasn't a problem. There's a looming thing here. Tepper. I know who David Tepper is. He is the former Steelers minority owner who is now the owner in Carolina. Ed Bouchette threw this out. There's a lot of speculation that uh, Kevin Colbert would re- uh, had a good relationship with him and wants to join possibly. So, so that's something to even look out for. But I agree with Jeff wholeheartedly because, look, you know, you once a game and just saying, yeah, I'm going to take it year by year, see how I'm feeling, see how it goes. Yeah, I don't buy that because everybody wants security in their job. That's a fact. Guys. Rebuttal. Here's the rebuttal. And while you guys are wrong, two words, Omar <laughs> Khan. He is, he's the guy waiting in the wings. And who's to say if Colbert doesn't come out and sign a five-year contract that he could retire before it's over, would Khan really want to stick around that long? He's already turned down other jobs when other people have contacted him. Not as many people have contacted or or that we've heard about now because maybe the word's out. Nope. He wants to stay in Pittsburgh at this job and then eventually move on up. And it's kind of like Mike Munchak. Everyone thought the world was going to be over if Mike Munchak leaves. Oh, my goodness. He can't be the head coach in Denver. Now, oh, my goodness. He couldn't go. The Steelers turned around and within hours had their new offensive line coach. All the players knew who it was. Everybody knew what was going to happen. He stepped right in and things just have been been. Going, have you heard anything bad about the offensive line and the new coach? No, you've only heard great things. And the reason the the Kevin Colbert year to year thing isn't as bad as what you think is because the next GM is sitting right there and waiting, and he is going to be just as good, if not better, than Kevin Colbert. I uh, yeah, Okay. I think you're misunderstanding the question, Dave. Answering the question is it's it's the fact that this is a bigger deal. Because it's not that he might decide to retire and hang it up. It's because he wants to go. He may want to go somewhere else. Deal. Why would Kevin Colbert care about what what Omar Khan wants? That I mean, you know, well, what I'm, in this is a doggy dog world. I mean, he shouldn't care. It's like, hey, we have the next guy. I can leave and well, if he wants to go, he doesn't care who's next or who he's keeping around okay. because he's staying. It's Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't even that's know. That's why I don't think it's that, that big of a deal for the. Yeah, well, that, exactly. That's why I'm like, I don't think it's. I don't think it affects this season, and I don't think in the long term that it, we should be scared if Colbert's somewhere else because we're left with nothing. Who's to say we're not left with something better? That's why I don't think it's as big of a deal. Now, if Omar Khan left this year and then Colbert's going on year to year, then you're in trouble. In the same way we would have been in trouble if Munchak would have stuck around, Sarrett would have left, or sorry, Surrett, I guess I get another dollar, um, would have <laughs> left, and then then Munchak would have moved on. Then we would have lost both of them. That would be a problem. That's when I would panic. All right, Brian. Go Jeff's ahead like, the wow. <laughs> to the next fact or fiction. Here we go. Like, forget the hype. Forget the hype. There is not a future feature back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that fact or fiction? That's really tough without even seeing a preseason game. Um, I'm going to say, though... I'm gonna say that's fiction. I feel like he could be. Um, the, from the the tape that I've seen, 
the highlights I've seen from Kentucky, he set school records. And I know that's not the big time SEC school that everyone likes to point to, you know, whether it's Alabama or Auburn or any of the other ones that you can think of. Um, he, he did it against good competition. So I'm going to say that I guess a fiction that he will be able to be a bigger downhill hard nosed back as a feature back in the national football league. What about you, Dave? What do you think? I think to agree with you, that would be fiction, right? Yes. You said fiction. I I keep forgetting how the questions are phrased in order to say the right word. So the, I guess I would say it's almost in how, in a, if you wanted to get more precise with the question, if he's not a feature back that's going to be going into your season to play 16 games as the as the feature back, um, if if you're talking about he's not he can't be a feature back that's going to come in because of injury, I mean he might have three or four games next season perhaps there he's the feature back depending on injuries or whatnot. So I think he's he has the ability to. I, uh, whether you're talking about going into a season and he's your guy going to be it for 16 games, the answer is not yet, but you also never know how, I mean, that position is one that's the, probably one of the most susceptible for to injury in the league. I don't have any stats on that, but don't even ask me to do that because that would take me forever. Um, so, but I'm, I'm going to agree with Jeff that I, I think he's capable of doing it. The question is, will he have the opportunity? This is definitely fiction, fellas, and the reason being is the fact that I think the future poster child for this team, I think he's going to be a huge star. Jeff made a comment to me yesterday when we were talking uh, offline, and he brought up the uh, that entire 2017 that T.J. Watt will be coming uh, will be going into his fifth-year option at the same time that Juju needs a contract, at the same time that James Conner needs a contract. You know, there's a possibility you can't – and Benny Snow Jr. might be stepping in sooner rather than later and not because of injury. So I have a feeling that this guy is for this team. It would be. I, I'm actually – he's one of the guys I'm, I'm most excited to watch in the preseason because I know he's going to get a lot of action – it won't be behind the starting offensive line, but still, he's one of those rookies that you're anxious to see what they can do. So, all right, what's a you have one more, right, Brian? One more, and it's the lack of outset that is now the concern with TJ Watt ailing. I'm okay. sorry, there was a sneeze in the background that just startled me, so I apologize. Let me rephrase that again. The linebacker depth is now the team's most trying concern with TJ Watt ailing. I'm going to say that's fiction because it's not like he's out long-term. Uh, that depth has been a concern from day one, but it's still not as big a concern for me as tight end. I feel like tight end and I have not heard good things about Xavier Grimble so far in camp. Who knows what Zach Gentry is able to do. It's really just fans McDonald. And that scares me a lot. Uh, so even with outside linebacker, you do have Chicolo, uh, you have Ola Adenye, uh, so you have some more options there. That is my answer. I'm going to say that it's not a concern, so that would be fiction. What about you, Dave? I'm going to say that it's also fiction. It's not a concern. I really like, I, I thought coming in that Chicolo was a guy. I thought you had Dupree, which was a little more than a guy, but not up to the first round hype. Um, you had TJ Watt, and then I was worried after that. But if Ola's really coming on the way he appears to be coming on, where he's going to be solid depth there, I'm feeling a little bit better about that. Uh, I, I I am also concerned about the tight end depth. I do know that uh, we've we've seen some conversions from these guys in in seven shots or, or plays when they're doing 11 on 11, but I just don't know that they're overly consistent. So I think Jeff is right that that would be more of a concern, but I'm before I, I thought other than Ben TJ Watt was the most important person that you could not lose on this team. I still say that that's important just because of how great of a player he is, but I'm not as concerned as I might've been a few weeks ago. All right, Brian. Gentlemen, 
You're both wrong. This is a fact. You know why it's a fact? Because next year, when we're watching the draft, the number one pick is going to be an edge rusher and an outside linebacker. This is a fact because when you and Ola Adeni rushing the passer next year um, in 2019, and those are your starters, you know that it's going to be a problem. They have a lack of depth. Look, we are in love. Everyone's in love with Ola Adeni. I like him too. However, the only thing we've seen this guy do is rush the pass. seen him do anything else but a rush. He hasn't dropped in the coverage. We haven't seen him really against the run. We haven't seen him do really anything. But we're in love with this guy. And we've got to be cautioning happens that your guy is Bud Dupree and maybe Chicolo. Bud Dupree and maybe a Denny. Bud Dupree and Sutton Smith. You don't know. It is not this is a huge concern. I understand what you what you're saying with tight end and I get it. But for me, because if something happens with those guys, you have nobody rushing the passer and you're not going to find somebody that's sitting on their couch in November to go ahead and take over for him. This is a. Well, you can agree to disagree. That's uh, the beauty of this show and the beauty of factor fiction. So, Brian, one last line. The Another reason that it might not be as much as a concern is that. They they went they played most of last year with three and they pulled it off. So if it wasn't for that, I would be even more concerned. But to try to keep doing that in the future would just not be wise. Absolutely. So at this point, Dave, you're uh, go you're going go against the rules of factor fiction, Dave. But <laughs> when you come back in, you're going against the the tried and true rules of Jeff Hartman, Brian Davis fiction. So I'm just well, okay. I I'm sorry. I'm new to the fact of fiction. I'm I didn't, I didn't doing realize. With, I'll start doing. Rebe- <laughs> there you go. No, I didn't realize that when you're that when you're flat up told you're wrong that you're not allowed to defend yourself. I'm sorry. All right, you two. Oh, calm, that's yeah. Calm, the, calm the, down. The moderator. Oh, the moderator. the last word. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you the last word now. I'm sorry, Brian. I won't do it again. All right, so to to save from the uh, bickering, we're going to try to do these questions. This is the time in the show where we ask you out in the live chat whether you have any questions for the show. And again, you can use that Super Chat feature to guarantee that your question gets answered. So I went all the way back. Leo had given us $2 in the live chat. Thank you for that. Put it in the tip jar. And he said, better season this year, Juju or James Conner? Dave, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to go, I think they're both going to have a good season, but I'm, I'll take Brian's answer and I'll say Juju because I'm not sure that Connor will play in all 16 games. All right. BAD. What do you say? Juju's a superstar bucket for number 84. Oh, $20 to kick him uh, out. (laughs) poor juju you just called number 84 oh man all right touchdowns and we'll have to put that one behind us uh snowman puts five dollars in the live to the super chat in the tip jar and says what game in what week will say do you see mr third and fifth having a meltdown dave will go with you i wish i knew their schedule because I think I could, I, that could help a little bit. I'm going to say week six. Six? Okay, what about you, Brian? When does third and fifth get his first meltdown on the sideline? Uh, I'm thinking, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say week 11. He's going to wow, so let it. Yeah, he's going to try to behave as much as he possibly can he completely mounts and i am really excited to see him next week on hbo on uh on that on hard knocks just because you know he is going to go ahead and uh he says he's not going to say anything about the steelers he says he's he's going to be fine it's behind him he's just all positive but when you have a show like that and i know people in reality tv the producer's job in that show is needle and needle and needle um, off camera. So when they have those testimonials and uh, 
they're they're talking about it. They're not going to be able to do it. So he's probably going to have a meltdown against the Steelers on hard knocks. But I think with the team, he's going to try, and it's going to be late. But it's going to happen. Okay, I will take week. I'll take week eight. Right, right, dab in the middle. I don't know if they have a bye week then or not. I could be. I, I, I was going to say I picked the bye week. I didn't know. I just brought it up. But they have a bye week in week six. So I'll go well, five. You never know. Okay, so you're pretty early. That's fine. Uh, let's go to some other questions here before we wrap up the show. Um, does Does Bud Dupree keep his starting job all season aside from an injury? So this is Dave. This is yes or no. Aside from an injury, so he stays healthy. Does he keep his job? I'm going to say he does, but I'm going to also say that if he loses a game due to injury, even if he comes back, he might not regain it. All right, Brian. He's having a pro bowl year. He's not going to lose his job. That's a little much, but uh, I will say that he keeps his job. I'm not saying pro bowl year, but I say he keeps his job. Okay. Bigger X factor for the defensive success. Steven Nelson or Devin Bush? This is a good question, Dave. What do you think? Oh, I'm going to say Steven Nelson, not because of the player he is, but because of the position he plays. I really think that the Steelers need to shore up having another cornerback there. What about you, Brian? He needs to control the middle. Uh, if you have a sense there, it's going to change everything. So, so uh, Devin's huge. I'm going to say Devin Bush as well because you know, that inside linebacker position is the hub of the defense and communication. Very, very important, and they're hoping they have a good one in Devin Bush, so we'll see how that pans out. Uh, let's see here. Brandon says, does Jordan Berry get replaced by Ian Berryman this season? Dave, what do you think? Um, uh, no, it won't be, it won't be Berryman. If it's somebody, it's going to be somebody else. Uh, I don't know. Cause I haven't been there, but a few reports I saw was that neither one of them's all that consistent. Brian. They might be better with a box of crunch berries in there. Um, somebody named berries. I, I don't think it's going to be Jordan. Jordan's going to be back in an Australia McDonald's. <laughs> I think Jordan Berry keeps his job, believe it or not, I do. Uh, Darren asks, who do you think will rise up and be the number two wide receiver this year? We'll go with Brian first this time. Dante Moncrief. This guy is going to be a... Okay, what about you, Dave? I yield to the all-knowing Brian Anthony Davis because his answer is correct. You guys think you guys think Moncrief? I mean, the he and Roethlisberger are, are really clicking so far. Yeah. Trump. It's going to be tough, but I think James Washington is going to have a good year as well. Uh, Larry, let's get one more. Uh, Swifty Pool says, how do we think uh, the Steelers will be returning kicks and punts this year? Let's say who do you think will be the kick primary kick and punt returner this season? We'll go with uh, Dave first. Yeah, he changed that later to who. Uh, I think it's going to be Switzer. I don't think that he's going to get bumped off of the roster. And I think that although I don't know that he's great, I think he's better than Eli Rogers. And I just don't know that they're ready to put uh, a Deontay Johnson back for both. Um, it could be that Deontay Johnson does punts and Switzer does kickoffs. That that wouldn't surprise me either. But I don't like I said, I don't know that Deontay Johnson will get a helmet early in the season just because of a rookie. But he's playing really well, so he might. So, but I'll, I'll, if I had to go with it, I'll go, I'll stick with, uh, stick with Switzer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. All right, what about you, Brian? You're probably Switzer, but let me give you a wild card here. 
and he gets into training Holton, a guy that could really return the heck out of this that football. I think he has blazing speed. He could be somebody to watch out for. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Switzer as well. I think he makes a team. I think that's who they have back there. And we'll put it that way. Now, Jerry Cherry Van says Washington better pick it up. I hear he's dropping everything right now. It's funny because you'll have people that are at practice and they're watching him and Washington might drop a pass. And then on Twitter, he might catch a big pass on the sideline and then everyone's tweeting about it. Um, and so unless you're there personally, it's tough to gauge who's doing well and who's not doing well. Um, I've heard good things about James Washington so far in training camp, but let alone I'm sure there's been mistakes made, but I'm sure that everyone has made mistakes so far in camp. Okay, guys, uh, either or, are we doing one this week? Dave, do you have one? Yes, I do. All right, well, let's fire away. Let's finish the finish the show strong. Okay, I wanted to do this last week, but we needed to have three people to do it because you guys are actually going to help me out with the with what our choices are, and that is based on what happened last week. Something very important to uh, to to the Pittsburgh area is when the first trailer of "Won't You Be My Neighbor" was released for the new uh, Mister Rogers movie starring one Tom Hanks. My wife said to me. Tom Hanks, is there anything, is there any role he can't play? And I got to thinking about that. I want a movie role that would be realistic. Like, please don't say um, Scarlett O'Hara or Black Panther or anything like that. But I want a realistic movie role from one of you guys, from each of you guys, that you think Tom Hanks would not be able to do. And see if anyone else can get a better one. Wow! So if you were to so if you were to say like okay, um, so let me just make sure I get this correct. So if I said you know I don't think Tom Hanks would play a very good John McClane in Die Hard, that would be an example. That would be an example because I don't think he'd play a very good John McClane in oh. Die Hard, okay. going into Nakatomi Plaza and taking down you know probably the worst terrorists that our country had seen to that day. So. Yeah. Now I will. I will add one and more thing. Ryan. Ryan has a good one. He said Terminator. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say one more thing. It could also be. I was thinking a movie role. That's what I was thinking. But I don't want to inhibit you too much. It could be like right now he's playing an actual character that they're doing a movie on. If there was a character that you thought they should do a movie about, but Tom Hanks would not be right for it. Um, at any point of his career, even if it was young Tom, Tom Hanks. You got one, Brian? Yeah, I really couldn't see Tom Hanks as Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Does <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that count? Am I allowed to... Um, <laughs> but actually, counts, actually but you know I don't what? know that I agree with that. <laughs> okay, l- l- let me actually give you one. Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Or De Niro in Goodfellas. Any De Niro role, I do. I would not see. I would not see Tom Hanks playing. <laughs> Meet the Falkers. He could pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Like I even thought uh, about he... Christmas in Dumb and Dumber, but I'm like, but he was hilarious as young. So I'm going with Rocky Balboa. That's a good one. Yeah, he's still <laughs> <on>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So Definitely. we don't have to vote on who's was the best one. We can let the live chat do that. So, but I was just thinking of that. What's a good role that Tom, I don't know that Tom Hanks could pull off. So thank you guys for humoring me with and that. He, that was, uh, I, I can't wait quick. for that. Won't you be my neighbor? Oh yeah. I can't wait real quick. Mm. I do not want to see Tom Hanks in porno. I will just say oh, that right now. I don't uh, think uh, why uh, yeah, why yeah, would we yeah, go yeah, there? Yeah, why are you going there? Hey, hey. Uh, that's like we're ready for Brian's question now. <laughs> you know what? I've I saw on the live chat that I look I look sleepy. i I wake up when I think about stuff like that. You know, I'm just saying <laughs> you're all. I mean the great I mean I can do uh, move, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, I don't want to prolong this conversation. <laughs> That's my role on this show. Sorry, Felicia. I just got I just got the bad emoji from. Felicia. I guess uh, she's going to take money from me in the live chat. Um, so 
I have one, and it has a lot to do with uh, what Dave had to say, Mr. Rogers, an icon. Now, we're this week how Heinz Field is probably going to be no longer in 2021 as far as the naming rights. I was brought up on The Hangover. A great name would be, of course, it would be Fred Rogers Stadium. So, would Red Rogers feet, and you could call it the neighborhood, let's play in the neighborhood, or would you rather have Kenny Wood Park? As the name of the stadium? Yeah. Can I say neither? Those both are awful. Beats UPMC. No, it doesn't. I'd rather call it UPMC Field than I would Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood Field or whatever you suggested. That's dumb. How about, hey, if we get Fred enough of the live field. chat, it could be BTCS Field. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If, if Felicia keeps tuning in, we might we might get there. <laughs> I have nothing against uh, Mr. Rogers. I just don't want his name. on. Uh, call it Art Rooney. Do, do go with the, uh, you know, Paul Brown Stadium, the Art Rooney Stadium, and then UPMC I mean, can have the name. That's too easy. That's no, just not, not fun. That's that's why I mean, it it's cool. Be. I would love it, but for okay. either or, for Go either ahead, or, we're talking Dave. about. Oh, Go ahead, Dave. it's easy. It's it's easy for that either or. It's the neighborhood. I think that would be fun, you know, going down to Rogers Field. We're heading down to the neighborhood. Um, I like that one for that. I just honestly, there there there's too much money involved to name a stadium. That's like when um, was it in Washington? Was it Jack Kent Cook basically paid to build the stadium, and so they named it after him, and then they sold the rights to the name, and that's why it's FedEx Field. Um, so the guy that even paid for the stadium, they wouldn't even name it after him because they wanted more money for the name. So uh, as much as that would be great, Jeff, I think you're wrong. The neighborhood would be great. <laughs> Nothing again. I don't know. Heinz Field is always. It's always, it's always third, been third and fifth stadium is what we got from <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> On the grassy chuck we, we, we got a, a really funny. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I like I like the iron coming up, but uh, someone mentioned it and I lost it on the chat. Just WC Field, which is really funny. A playoff of WC Fields. I, I thought that was funny, and I'm not sure who who threw that in. But okay, um, I don't have I don't have an either or this week, guys. <laughs> That's okay. I, I I was thinking of one when I was getting ready to sit down and get the whole YouTube thing. Um, through me through a loop so first and foremost let me apologize to anyone that might have been waiting in the wings waiting for our youtube feed to go live i knew that the google hangouts that we had been using was going to be retired on august 1st i didn't know that the new youtube software was not going to allow for other people to join you as a host so i had to use this third party it seems to be working fine we've got the live chat we've got all the super chats going on Let's keep our fingers crossed that this continues and we'll be able to utilize this for this season. I think everything looks good. Guys, I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your time as always. And for anyone that was commenting or anything like that in the live chat or listening, wherever you get your podcasts, we appreciate it. But as Lance Williams always says, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Steelers Preview.